This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that suggests tools and strategies to make our lives happier. This week, we'll talk about a huge announcement that I'm making, and we'll talk to Larry Smith about the fun and benefits of writing a six-word memoir. And I'm giving a gold star involving a harmonica. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, my sister, the sage. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And, Gretch, I'm very excited for your announcement. I've <laughs> been waiting for it. Yes. But before we jump in, remember, we are gathering your suggestions for what gifts have you either given or received that have helped you or other people become happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. Like my treadmill desk. (laughs) Yes. That will not fit in the stocking, but it was a good gift. (laughs) We will be going over these next week, so please send us your suggestions. Okay, Elizabeth, our Try This at Home tip is, drumroll, try my new Happier app. Yay! It's finally here, Gretchen, the big Happier app announcement. Yes. Putting the app in Happier. So this has all been happening in the background. Haven't been talking about it. I've been working with a brilliant team. And now it is out into the world. I am so excited. But before I explain more about it, I just want to give everybody fair warning. This Try This at Home is about this new app. And I am talking about this thing that I'm doing. So if it feels like too self-promotional or you're not interested, just skip forward. We have a lot of other great stuff, but I cannot wait to talk about it. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Oh, Gretch, it's so good. I have been lucky and been one of your testers. So I have been using it for several weeks, if not months. Yes. And I want to give a gold star to everyone who's helped to test it and get all the bugs and, and issues done. And all that now has been resolved. So it is really exciting. And just to explain sort of where this comes from, you know, in all my research about happiness and good habits and human nature, I've realized that there isn't one size fits all. There's not just one tool. There's not one way to do things. And with apps, there's a lot of single-use apps or like, here's the way to do it. And it's great if you really love a to-do list, but what if you don't like a to-do list? Or what if you have an aim that doesn't fit with the, with a to-do list? So I have been thinking more and more about creating 
lots of different kinds of tools so that people can really customize what they do to suit themselves, because that's how people can succeed. So if you want to take a look at the Happier app or get it for yourself, you can get it in the Apple App Store. You can get it in Google Play. Or if you want to learn more, you can go to thehappierapp.com and learn all about it. What I love about it, Gretch, is it's fun. You know, yeah. yes, there's it, it helps with the whole action item of it all. Like you can track a habit, which is... Yeah. One of the things I'm doing on it is tracking my bedtime because I mm. want to go to bed yes. before 11 p.m. every night. Yes. And so you can track that. But it's pleasant. You know, it's yeah. like it looks good. It feels good. Yeah. Should I share something else I love in it? Yes, please. The wheel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves the can wheel. That's everybody's favorite wheel? feature. It's so fun. Okay, well, I'll cut in a minute. I'll explain like all the main tools, but this okay. is this is like the for fun thing, and everybody loves it. So you spin the wheel, and you get a five minute challenge. And the idea is like everybody gets a hit when you're just given like a small thing that you can just do right now. And we actually limit it; you can only do three spins a day because I was like, I bet people just spin, 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 yes. spin. <laughs> There's something about it that just makes you want to do it. And so it is funny that you say that because, you know, when you create something, you don't really always know what people will use or how they'll use it. And it's called spin the wheel. And, um, oh, that's, I I like that you got a big kick out of that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we thought a lot about the design, trying to make it really intuitive and also very beautiful. Um, This brilliant illustrator, Anna Miminoshvili, has done a lot of the illustrations and they're just so beautiful and rich. So I think that adds a lot. But for people who are sort of like wondering, okay, how does this work? So, of course, the four tendencies. We talk about the four tendencies all the time. And the fact is, when you know your tendency, you can do a much more efficient job of choosing the tool that's right for you. So the app takes you through the quiz, or if you already know your tendency, you can just enter it. And then based on your quiz results, it recommends a tool. It says, oh, if you're an upholder, you are likely to find this tool to be useful. But anybody can pick any tool at any time because maybe you want to use multiple tools towards the same aim or you know just from practice that a certain kind of tool appeals to you. So, you know, you're always in control, but it makes recommendations because a lot of times people are sort of like, well, I've tried things in the past that haven't worked and and that's really discouraging. So Mm. help me figure out what's going to work. Yes. Us obligers like to be directed. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And a lot of this is, is has obligers in mind. And before you pick your tool, you have to identify your aim. And it lists the vital nine categories to sort of, you can pick anything you want, but since just about any aim that people have fits into the vital nine categories, we have them listed to help people think through what it is that they want more of in their life. So maybe you want more energy, so you want an aim related to energy, or you want to work on recharging, or you want to think about mindful consumption, or you want to think about creativity. And then when you write your aim, it reminds you, and Elizabeth, we talk about this all the time, keep it concrete Mm. and keep it specific and keep it manageable. So it's not like I want to have more joy in the moment. It's more like read for 20 minutes every night before bed because you want something that you really know whether you're doing it or not. It's specific enough that you're like, did I do this or not? Oh, I have to record it in the app. Did I do it or not? You want something very concrete that will help you do that. Yeah. You know, one thing I like, Gretch, is that we talk all the time about keeping something in the forefront of your mind. Yes. And if you just go to the app and you have it recorded there, what you want to do and how you're doing, it will just keep it in the forefront of your mind 
for instance, that you want to read 20 minutes before bed? Because I think we just forget. 100%. And then you might have multiple aims, like I have many aims in there. And so some of them, you know, I have no trouble, but then you're right. Like some of them, you need that little prodding to keep it front of mind. So the different tools, there's a one-sentence journal. There's a numbers tracker for if you just are like tracking numbers. There's a photo log, which I love the photo log. I think people are really going to have a lot of fun with the photo log. Like here, so you can take a photo every day as a way. It's a kind of accountability. It's a kind of uh, memorialization. A friend of mine, is she wants to do a weekly art project with her daughter. And so then every time she keeps a photo log of that, and then at the end, she'll have this wonderful journal. Yeah, if you take a photo every day, it's just a one photo journal. Yeah, there's many, many ways to use the photo journal. And so I think people are going to have a lot of fun with that. There's accountability partners because some people have to have accountability, so we want to make that easy. And then don't break the chain because this keeping up of the streak is a tool that works really, really well for some people. And so we wanted to make it super easy to do that. And and one of the things, I mean, I knew this theoretically, but then also as I'm using the app myself, you know, we always talk about the ta-da and like wanting to that feeling of accomplishment. And when you see like all the like, oh, I crossed off the day and here my photos are mounting up and I've been texting with my accountability partner regularly. It really keeps you in that energized, enthusiastic mode because you feel so much accomplishment. You feel like I'm making progress. I'm keeping my promises to myself. I see where this is going. Which I love. It's like you're always listing all these resources. Like you can download the Don't Break the Chain PDF and you can can do this and that. And this is like one place where you actually have it on your phone and just have it in your pocket. Right. So it's got that convenience. But also just beyond those very specific tools, there's a lot of content there for people to explore and get ideas because we also often do get ideas from each other or tips. So if you go into the explore section, you can get tips and hacks. You can get inspired. That's where you can listen to the little happiers if you want to get just a little happier. There are know yourself better questions to prompt self-reflection because self-reflection is so important. And there are moments of happiness. I mean, I know a lot of listeners get my moments of happiness newsletter, which is a quotation, but there will also be those beautiful thought-provoking transcendent quotations in the app if you want to get a little daily lift. I love it. And Gretchen, can I just say I love the logo? Oh, yeah. I hadn't seen it until I actually downloaded the app, and it's so clever. It's- well, we'll put, a, we'll put a picture in the show notes. I have worked with the most brilliant team of people to do this, like amazing gold stars to everyone connected with it, because so much thought went into every aspect. It's sort of overwhelming to think about it in <laughs> hindsight, frankly. <laughs> yes. Well, congratulations. I give you a gold star. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I'm very eager to hear what people do with it, how they use it, what their experience of it is. So let us know. Also, if you want to learn more about it as you're getting into it, tomorrow, Thursday, November 18th at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern, I will be doing an Instagram Live at Gretchen Rubin where I'll be walking through how to use the Happier app. So you can join me there. So let us know how you use the Happier app. We cannot wait to hear all about it. And if the Happier app makes you happier, let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or go to happiercast.com slash 352 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we talk to Larry Smith about a six-word memoir happiness hack. But first, this break. The 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now it's time for a happiness hack. And we have a guest, Larry Smith, to explain his hack. Larry Smith is an author, editor, and founder of the best-selling book series, Six Word Memoirs. Six Word and its newest program, Six in Schools, is a way for any teacher to make their own six-word classroom books. He has a new book out, A Terrible, Horrible, No Good Year, hundreds of six-word stories on the pandemic by teachers, students, and parents. And I notice a terrible, horrible, no good year is six words. <laughs> I think we're seeing a theme. <laughs> yes. Hi, Larry. Hi. So good to be with you both today. Hey, well, we are big fans of the six-word memoir. So explain, like, you know, you spent so much time working with people writing these six-word memoirs. Why is it such a happiness booster to do this? I think the six-word memoir is a happiness booster because self-expression is mm. so powerful Yes. And often we express ourselves in hard times, right? Something is going bad. Mom's Alzheimer's. She forgets. I remember. Or in, or in great times, um, finally learned weird is a compliment. And mm. so self-expression <laughs> is, you know, what makes us human. And, and I think why it's happiness booster is because when we connect with people or even connect to ourselves, that literally is a feeling of happiness. I mean, I get a dopamine rush when I have a great conversation. My brain changes. And the idea that you share a story with someone, and, and maybe it's just a fun, silly story, like found myself but lost my hair, and they relate to it, and that's kind of, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm bald too. God, I feel you, friend. You know, 
or or you hear a story so you can you can release a story and that feels good that's a form of therapy self-expression is a form of therapy but then someone else might catch that story cursed with cancer blessed with friends i've mm. i've been in events that i've done or six word slams and even in classrooms or in companies and people share stories and they just connect they do that mental they hit the mental like button and then strangers have conversations anywhere people gather are places where we find stories and when you have a tool called the six word memoir to help people start telling those stories to break the ice amazing things can happen well, so it sounds like it might be something to do, like if you are trying to have a team building exercise or something, it's fun and lighthearted, it's creative, but it's also manageable. Like you don't have to rhyme, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. What's so nice about the six word memoir is that anyone can do it. In, yeah. in the course of a week, I might be in a fifth grade classroom. I might be with marketers at Dell. I might be with a hospice center. And the blank page is scary for all of us. Mm -hmm. And the blank page might be the computer screen, what's in our head, what's on a notebook. But when you can actually just get going in six words, it's like a magic fire starter, a catalyst. It's like the one sentence journal. Like I'm always encouraging people to do one sentence journal because like you say, they have an urge to self-expression or the urge to memorialize. But by keeping it manageable, you help people follow through with it. And so then you have that feeling of, oh, I did it, and that satisfaction, but in a way that does feel like something you can do even if you're really busy. Exactly. A word I've heard both from teachers and from people at company retreats or team building sessions is people feel success. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, what's your... What's your story? God, I don't know. I mean, what a terrible question. What's your story? <laughs> or even on a date or you're just talking to someone at a wedding or a yeah. party. Okay. Can you give me a six word, uh, one six word memoir about your story? So in uh, that team building, uh, an exercise I do with classrooms or corporate team building, it's, I do a lot of different things, but one of them that, that really translates everywhere and translated home very well, which is, let's just say we have 50 people all work in at Shutterfly or some creative company or, or accountants, or let's just go with 25 fifth graders, right? Everyone writes a six word memoir. And if you're doing this kind of exercise at home or in a classroom or in a corporate setting, it's good to show examples. It could be one yeah. little piece yeah. of your story. Like a fourth grader said to me, I seriously love school bean burritos. That's a story. That's your <laughs> memoir for today. So we all write our six word memoir. Now we're, we're still in fifth grade here, right? And then you pass up your six word memoir, whether I'm in a Zoom room with the teacher or a teacher's doing it in, in real life. I'm, I'm there sometimes, often I'm not. And then you have to guess, how well do you know your classmates? Whose memoir is this? Oh, my God, oh, I didn't know, like, oh. Jonah had a ferret or that, yeah. like, you know, Molly moved from Tennessee. Do yeah. the same thing at a family reunion. Do that at a, a, a team of your team of six people or your team yeah. of, like, 300 people. And suddenly, you know your classmates, your coworkers, even your family. And yeah. when to know each other is to connect. And to give us an excuse to say three magic words, tell me more. Mm. Well, just just practically, if people wanted to do this to get closer to a team or a family or you know a bunch of friends or something, do you think it's good to give people a theme like the pandemic or parenting or your your profession or something like that? Does that unleash their imaginations or do you find it's better when you just leave it open and people just take it where they want? No, it's such a good question, Gretchen. And the answer is two parts. We all love structure. Okay, we don't all love structure, but a lot of us like structure. So here's yeah, your box. Listen, your I box. love structure. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I know that. I know that about you. So all of us in this in this in yeah. this conversation love structure, and and, yeah. and and many of your listeners and audience do. So we do love structure, and a lot of us love rules. But here's the deal: 
in the structure that is a six word story yeah. of your life and it should be your story and it should be true and it should be personal to what to the extent that the, the, the prompt is a personal prompt versus say advice, but that's also, six word advice is also a personal prompt. But within that box, do whatever you like. The only limit is your imagination with six words. So I think that, yeah, you start with the box. And then I do think the more uh, you can drill down into a specific subject, a specific mm. subject, especially when you're just getting started with six words, the better. So, mm-hmm. um, for example, one really lovely thing I've seen is that grandparents and grandkids, because, you mm. know, kind of it kind of skips a generation. You really don't want to talk to your parents as much as you want to talk to your grandparents. They love sharing little stories about their life. You know, tell me what happened, you know, when you were growing up, grandma, right? Okay, um, nobody likes a question from their parent. What happened at school today? But when right. your grandparent says, hey, tell me one thing that happened at school today. What's the weirdest thing that happened this, you know, this year, right? Uh, now we're connecting. So I think the prompts like, um, tell me something you don't know about me. Um, what's the best advice you've ever given or received uh, mm. to be in a high school classroom and have a, we, we, whether with a group of a, a corporate setting or an educational setting, we always end with a six word slam where anyone shares a six word memoir. Uh. When I did a six word slam in this high school in New York City a few years ago, he, this kid comes up, his name is Kevin, he holds up his memoir because it's not nice to write them out and show them. And it's, oh, it's also nice to have pieces of paper so people have mm. a place to yeah. doodle and scribble yeah. And, yeah. and make notes. And you cross them out and you, you edit your six words. And he says, here's my six word memoir, which is also advice. If Beyonce says it, do it. <laughs> and he's like, he got the rousing applause, you know? And then, uh, then another uh, young woman got up there a little bit nervous, planted her feet and said, my name is not Mamacita, okay? Mm. She just took her story back, and there was light laughter, and then there was applause because it took a lot of courage for her to share that story. And maybe, you know, the kid who catcalled her, maybe was in the classroom, maybe not, probably clapping too and thinking, huh, well, maybe that hurt her. Oh, I was just kind of kidding. So, I mean, that's the power of storytelling, but it's also just really fun. So Elizabeth and I wrote, um, inspired by this, knowing you were coming. So Elizabeth, what's yours? I loved yours. Mine was pandemic theme, and I uh, wrote Zoom Cocoon to Fantasy Island Butterfly. (laughs) I love that. Um, And mine, I decided to write one for my Five Senses book that I'm working on, and that is More Salt, More Songs, More Scarlet. I love that. I feel like I want to do six words on umami for your five cents. I know, right? Yes, oh, because wow. we take it down, down, <laughs> down. Well, Larry, thanks so much. This was so fun to talk to you. And this is a great idea to use in so many different contexts. This is wonderful. Yes. Oh, it's such, it's such a joy, Gretchen and Elizabeth, to share the joy of six with you and your listeners. And um, I'm going to leave you with these six words, which uh, my son's fifth grade teacher wrote in the six word memoir book. We are all the same size online. Oh. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks so much. Thanks, Larry. Thank you. You know, listen, this reminds me of our Try This at Home from episode 117 about write a haiku. I think listeners love that suggestion. And I think this is satisfying in the same way. Yes. And Gretchen, I would love our listeners to send us their six word memoirs on what makes them happier. Yeah. And speaking of using the Happier app, if you were going to use the one sentence journal tool within the Happier app, a great way to use that would be to do six word memoirs, like write six words every day. That'd be really creative and short. Yes. And you could keep it right there in the app. I love it. Fun. Okay. And now for tips about the four tendencies, we have two great imaginative, helpful tips from listeners related to the four tendencies. 
Yes, the first one comes from Brian. He says, I am a rebel and I realized something the other day. My boss is known for last minute cancellations, for causing fire drills, and for being very poor at time management in general. I dare say he might be a rebel as well, but I have pegged him as more of a questioner. I digress. <laughs> the other morning, he said he was working on his annual budget proposal and asked me to jump on something immediately. This is a frequent occurrence, by the way. Every request is immediate. The point is, my immediate thought was, nope, I'm going to go make myself some oatmeal. And I did just that. Got up, made some oatmeal, got a drink of water, and took my sweet time getting back to my desk. Then I proceeded to stare at his email request while I ate my oatmeal thinking, you asked for my help, so you're on my schedule now. And then it hit me. The entire time I was making oatmeal, drinking water, walking back and eating, I was actually thinking about his request and the best way to approach it, like two streams of thought at the same time. I remembered something I had put together in March of this year that would answer his request. I sent that to him and he was good to go. I think sometimes we rebels are misunderstood. I have been falsely accused at work of not showing enough urgency. I think this comes from the fact that I need to step away, give in to my rebel tendency, and let it happen. If I had stayed at the desk instead of getting up to get oatmeal, I would have just gotten angry at my boss for causing another fire drill, which would have made me resist the request even more. In the past, this has caused me a lot of problems and even gotten me bad performance reviews, though I am really good at my job when it counts, and that has received positive recognition as well. Well, I think that there's a couple things in Brian's comment. First of all, I can see how to other people, it looks like he's not showing urgency and he's not dealing with right away, but he's he is in his own way and he's doing it in a very timely way. So I think this is a way that other people can misunderstand rebel behavior and maybe make things worse because if they're like, no, come on, come on, come on, hurry, 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 I asked you to do it, you have to do it right now then they ignite that spirit of resistance in the rubble. That's counterproductive for everyone. Yes. It goes to if you know who you're working with, you can often work more effectively. And then I think also it's, it's helpful for Brian to realize, okay, this is how maybe I'm being misunderstood mm, because mm -hmm. I need to take this time. And by the way, I'm thinking about it all the time. By the time I'm finished with my oatmeal, I've got a question all ready to send. But I see that to others, they may not understand my process. And so, I mean, the fact is you got to think about your performance reviews and all that. Yes. It can be helpful to understand how what's going on in your head might look different to other people. We all have to try to understand each other, but it's helpful to know how you might be misunderstood. Absolutely. And then this came from Rachel. She says, I found a way to help my obliger tendency when I am feeling low motivation for cleaning. I realized I love watching cleaning time lapses on social media, so I decided to make one myself. I attach my phone to a tripod and set it up in the space I need to clean. I record the time lapse and enjoy the satisfying <laughs> video afterwards. Sometimes I send it to my husband or friends, but sometimes it's enough for me to watch it afterwards. It has been a way for me to create accountability for myself because I want the video to be fun to watch afterwards. I mean, how imaginative uh, is this? I love it. No, and it probably like you're faster because you're like, oh, I want it to be really dramatic. And then it gamifies it because now it's sort of fun to do it. Yes. I think this is great. This is a brilliant, brilliant suggestion. 
Yes, I want to see one of these time lapse. Videos. <laughs> you know, I love a time lapse. Love a before and after. Love a time lapse. If you don't know what we're talking about with the four tendencies, if you need to take the quiz to find out if you're a rubble like Brian or an obliger like Rachel or an upholder like me or a questioner like perhaps Brian's boss, you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash four tendencies, F-O-U-R tendencies, and you can take the quiz and get a lot of resources there. So these are great. Keep them coming. Coming up, Gretchen's gold star involves a prop, but first this break. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that, and kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high-heat processing, making it an ultra-processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Okay, Elizabeth, it's time for demerits and gold stars, and this is your week to give a demerit. Yes, so Gretchen, oh my goodness, um... I am now done with any sort of work hiatus I had on Fantasy Island. I did season one of Fantasy Island, and it was really crazy and a ton of work. I was in Puerto Rico for almost four months off and on. And when I was in Puerto Rico, all I wanted to do was go home and organize my office and my closet. I would fantasize about this. I know that feeling. And I thought, I'm going to listen to podcasts and clean, and it's just going to be so homey and wonderful. And I came home, and time passed, and we uh, uh, wonderfully got picked up for season two of Fantasy Island. Yay. Yay. And as we were starting the writer's room, I realized I did not organize my closet or my office. And in fact, they're both in worse shape than they were when I got home. 
because you've been time has passed and you've been in there messing around. Exactly. It's they're worse than ever, and now I really need my office to be. Uh, <laughs> You know, in shape because I'm actually in here a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I might have given myself this demerit before, but not in this thing. I keep thinking, Liz, you had one job, you know, when I was home. You had one job and I failed. Well, I feel like this this isn't procrasticlearing because procrasticlearing is when you feel like you can't move forward on a project until you do a lot of cleaning. But I feel like this is procrasticlearing adjacent, Mm. which is like the fantasy. It feels like, oh, it would be a relief and so fun. But just as with procrasticlearing, once the project is done, the desire to clean vanishes. It's like once the pressure was off, then you're like, well, gosh, if I actually have leisure time, I don't want to clean my closet or my office. Exactly. So really what needs to happen is I have to come because, of course, I'm rubbing my hands with anticipation. Like, can't wait to get them on your clutter. I know. So we got to make that happen. Okay, yes. Desperately (laughs) need that to happen. You may need to wait till another hiatus, though, because it takes a lot out of you. I I get very energized, but you get a little bit overwhelmed when I I come over and dig in. (laughs) That's going to be like August, but okay. Okay. Okay, Gretch, what is your gold star this week? So I was at a gathering where I saw someone do something that was so smart. So I want to give Nick a gold star and I want to give this hack that I learned from him. So what Nick pointed out is that when you have a bunch of people who are talking and you're trying to get them to be quiet and pay attention, like let's say you're, you know, you're running a meeting and you need to get everybody to pay attention to you or you're at a wedding and you're trying to get someone's attention so you can give a toast and so you bang the glasses. It's really hard to do that. It's hard to get people to be quiet. So he pulled out a harmonica and he just he didn't play a song, he just blew on it like this. <laughs> and And he had told me ahead of time, I was like, why do you have a harmonica? And he said, this is how I get people's attention. And darned if we weren't, all of a sudden, he blew the harmonica and everyone, like a bunch of third graders, instantly became quiet and looked at him. That is such a good idea. And it's so effortless and you just stick it in your pocket and you just blow and it has a pleasant sound. Yes. It's not some kind of ugly blaring noise, but everybody immediately understood, although he hadn't said anything about this, that this is a sound that means something's happening, pay attention. Yes. So if you're a person who is constantly trying to get people to be quiet and listen, try the harmonica. So gold star to Nick for this very elegant solution to a very common problem. Love it. The resources for this week. Well, you know what I'm going to say. There is a new app. Please check out the Happier app. You can go to thehappierapp.com and you can start your free three-month trial with the access code Happier now. And if you want to learn more before jumping in, you can join me tomorrow if you're listening to this live. So tomorrow, November 18th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Instagram Live uh, at Gretchen Rubin. And I will be going through how to use it to achieve your aims. It's so great. What we're reading, Elizabeth, what are you reading? The Necklace by my friend and fellow TV writer, Matt Witten. And I am reading Songs Without Words, Discovering My Deafness Halfway Through Life by Gerald Shea. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Try the Happier app. Let us know if you try it and how it's working for you. Thanks to our guest, Larry Smith. You can read his book, A Terrible, Horrible, No Good Year, Hundreds of Six-Word Stories on the Pandemic by Teachers, Students, and Parents. 
Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show, you know what to do. Please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. I'll tell you one quick story, which is that when my kid, who's now 10 and a half, when he was Three months old, I wrote a six-word memoir, So Much Crying, The Baby Too. And I would wear it around Park Slope where I lived, like the, the, the land of babies. And guys would be like, I feel you, bro. You know? Oh, my God. That's so funny. From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth... I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.